millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Alice, you're a changed lady. How do you feel? I feel pretty good considering. Yeah, A lot going on around here. There is a lot going on around here. I was just in the other room. I just saw the baby. He's chilling. Nice fella. Mm-hmm. So far, he's been a nice fellow, I've got to say. Peter Robinson, yeah. Shattuck, he's a nice fellow. Yeah, it's hard to tell if it's if we were just worse at newborns, like when mm. we had our first one, because it seemed like really hard to have a newborn with the first one. Totally. And there was only and then, one. <laughs> but, you know, or if, you know, maybe she was just more difficult and we didn't mm. know, but... No, it's having a newborn now seems like very, he seems very easy. So, yeah, comparatively. Yeah. Thanks for all the uh, well wishes and mm-hmm. all the, the sentiments. Yeah. And... Sorry, I have not gone through and replied to everybody, but I really appreciate everybody. Toast, thank you for the thank wonderful gift. Thank you so gift. much. Very... It's really, really nice. She should really be a cons- consultant. A consultant? She just got such panache. Yeah. She's, She's a great. panache person. That's good to have. I don't get, I don't have that. I just don't have to see. I mean, you have it sometimes. You have, like, stylistically something pops to you and you, you know. Mm -hmm. But she just got to, you know, classy people, you know. We got to hang out with classy people. Yep. Will they have us? (laughs) I don't know. And uh, the folks at the hospital were cool, too. Thank you very much. Yeah, the people at the hospital were there for three days longer than we wanted to be there, obviously. But the food was really good. The food at the hospital was great. We'll have more coverage of that on the All You Can Eat podcast. Yes. Of course. And there's been developments in the Taco Gigante. There's now been a controversy, which we'll talk about as well in the food podcast. But it's good to be back. Good to be here. It's. I, I'm telling you, I don't know because if it's 50 now, but I didn't need Matthew Perry dying. I didn't need that. Um, That's sad. It, I would say so. And. and- like I said to you, it just feels like that show is too recent a show and the people on it too young to have any of them be dying. I, now, I, I I totally agree with that. And then, But there was something about him. You know, he was mm-hmm. he was a guy who it seemed to me like any time I saw him interviewed, especially in the last like 20 years. That he was struggling. 
that he was there was uh, a sadness bursting out of him, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and um, it's too bad. He was such a like for for somebody my age. He was the guidepost. He was the guy that if you could act like that, that was good. Uh, just to, like that character, right? And um, Chandler Bing, and just like obviously, you know, I ran up my Sears credit card, my first credit card ever, just to get a bunch of Chandler vests, and mm-hmm. I tr- tried to make my hair like his. It never worked, of course, and uh, it was, um, it was just a great character. People, yeah, you know, people didn't. Act, there was no like no character like Chandler before Chandler. You know, George right. Costanza was essentially Woody Allen. You know, mm-hmm. but with like great writing, etc. But there was uh, Chandler was just by far the coolest, interesting. And obviously, I know he's written, but I, his acting is good because he was good in movies too. Right. He was just a great guy to watch, and yeah, <clears throat> I can't Im- or I can't imagine. I mean, this is a guy who's I. I it it uh, from what I've gleaned from the end of his life, it seems like he just put himself out. It seems like I, I think it feels like he killed himself. Found it yeah. in the hot tub, and man, sometimes I don't have a, like a, I don't think I, I don't have depression. You know, mm-hmm. I have had rough spots in life where things have happened, but I don't have depression. I don't hear voices. I don't have. I'm not haunted by the nightmares that some people are, but uh, I can't imagine. I mean, like. You're supposed to be on top of the world, and you're just haunted by this stuff. It's just, just terrible. But yeah, Chandler- it really shows you that that stuff, though, is not like it's not a function of where you are in life or what your circumstances are. No, <clears throat> right? Like there are people that have rough circumstances in life that are depressed, and there are people that are happy, and there are people who should be, like you say, on top of the world. Mm-hmm. And are famous and are wealthy and are cool and are beloved by people and and just you know are have these demons. Yes, and I think that maybe if you're if you're somebody who has these demons and you you assume that some level of success might flick a switch and change mm-hmm. things for you and let the light in, etc. But apparently, it does not. I think people that have that always feel like if I only just had X, if I only could yeah. get this together then then i could be happy and then you know and can't and you can't always tell from the outside too there's you know been people that i've been well and uh, and i know his death isn't you know at this point considered a suicide necessarily but um but there have been people that i've known that i've been terribly surprised that you know have struggled with those things or killed themselves yeah and with with him he was like it was a if it's 1996 and you're Matthew Perry, that's a good place to be. A single guy in Hollywood who's Chandler Bing. That is Tom Shattuck because I'm shallow. Says that's I'm dying in the 90s if I'm him for other reasons, <laughs> for a variety of other reasons, for, by misadventure, absolutely. <laughs> but just a just a. It's very terrible. Sad. And once again, he was the, the character was was kind of like unlike anybody we had seen. This is a little bit of uh, my brother. I remember in the nineties came home, or I came home, and he said, uh, "You got to see this this uh, episode of um, 
nobody acted like this. Uh, this episode where Chandler goes to see Joey's tailor. And I remember my brother saying, uh, is laughing and saying, at one point, uh, Chandler says, he's a bad man. And I was almost <laughs> crying. And uh, here's a little bit of that. Hey, anybody know a good tailor? You need some clothes altered? No, no. I'm just looking for a man to draw on me with chalk. <laughs> Why don't you go see Frankie? My family's been going to him forever. He did my first suit when I was 15. No, wait. 16. No. Excuse me. 15. All right, when was 1990? Okay, you have to stop the Q-tip when there's resistance. How long do you want the cuffs? Well, at least as long as I have the pants. I just got that. Okay. Now we'll do your end scene. Did you see this one? I don't remember it specifically. Now he does it. While he's doing the end scene, he gets handsy with Chandler Bing. And he's feeling him. <laughs> he's back home with his apartment. Yo, Paisan. <laughs> Can I talk to you for a sec? Your tailor is a very bad man. <laughs> Frankie, what are you talking about? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> he flinched because he's traumatized. Joey's Taylor <laughs> took advantage of me. <laughs> what? No way. I've been going to the guy for 12 years. Oh, come on. He said he was going to do my inseam, then he ran his hand up my leg, and then there was definite... What? Cupping. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they do pants. <laughs> First they go up one side, they move it over, then they go up the other side, they move it back, and then they do the rear. <laughs> Ross, will you tell him? Isn't that how Taylor measures pants? Yes, yes, it is. In prison. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter with you? What? This is visual, but he's very Chandler. Oh, my God. Oh, there you go. Well, actually, is there anything left of this? There's one little bit scene. Is- no, I swear to God, Dad. That's not how they measure pants. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, the best, absolutely the best. A lot of people talking about him um, in, what's the movie with Bruce Willis? Yeah, too? I forgot what it's called. Um, uh-huh. Anyway, because Bruce Willis has been in the news, too, that he's really fading yeah. also, which is also Ooh. sad. Um, and his family's posting about it. And I've seen some controversy about that, like people saying, like, oh, I hate that his family's posting like that. It's the whole nine yards. The whole that was nine a great yards. movie. Yeah. Um, you know, because his family posted, did you see this? And no. said he's not verbal anymore. 
Oh no! Yeah, uh, and I like that, but that he's still him, and they love him, and whatever, and like photos, and you know, some people were saying like, "Oh, I would hate if my family posted me like this," and blah blah blah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that they're getting. I mean, a lot of people love Bruce Willis. Yeah, in, and want to know how he's doing, and I right. think you know, I'm sure they talked about it to him. Yeah, before, well, well, sure, <laughs> and I'm sure him. it actually allows them to something to read to him. You yeah, know, and maybe it'll sink in. Maybe you know who knows. But that that's, yeah. that is that is awful. There's another guy, Bruce Willis, who's he was kind of one of a kind too. Just yeah, this mix of charisma and uh, and charm and just yeah, dang. So uh, among among other things, now Alice, there are people lynching Jews around the world now. Is the newest thing. <sighs> this is freaking crazy at, at this uh, this airport in Dagestan. In Dagestan, where the new thing is here. I'll just let me read the. The deal here. Pro-Palestinian mobs force flight from Israel to Russia to be diverted and nar- target next airport where it landed too. This is the new thing. New York Post. Mm-hmm. A flight from Israel to Russia had to be diverted Sunday and still faced uh, riots at the next airport where it landed when pro-Palestinian mobs stormed the facility seeking to attack Jewish flyers, reports said. There's some horrific uh, video of people interrogating people they, uh, they think are Jews. To, I assume, kill them. And this is like, this is, this is a problem. You've Mm -hmm. also had outbreaks and clashes in all sorts of cities, etc. This is, is is it possible that this nightmare is actually unfolding the way we had thought or dreaded? So, it's, um, to be clear, this is not... And I, I looked this up because I wasn't 100% sure because I don't know that much about those like Central Asian Russian republics that are there. Um, and, you know, Dagestan is like over 80% Muslim. So, yeah, well, I is, figured that's what Well, yeah. And, and the protests that are in the United States and in London and in France and in Germany are heavily influenced by. Uh, the Islamic population, right? Oh, of course. By the Muslim, of by, course. by migrants. This is not Germans or no. like ethnic Europeans or right. something. It, not that they've been innocent of that in the past, a bunch of European countries of persecuting Jewish people. Right. But at this point in time, or this is not white nationalists. This is no. not neo-Nazis. This is not, you know, thank you. I know the ADL put out a statement saying that white nationalists are gathering against Israel, which is not the news story right now. That's not what this is. So what's going on in Dagestan, what's going on in Germany, what's going on in London, huge, massive pro- anti-Israel protests in London. It's kind of yeah. shocking. I mean, but, and, and it makes you wonder, honestly, if it's like with the, all the migration and everything too late for Europe. Yeah. Um, you know, like, and especially because all these migrants are way, way higher fertility rate than, like, native populations in those countries. So, I mean, like, I, I don't know what's going to happen in yeah. those nations, but, like, they're not going to be the same countries that, like, it's not the same London you visited in the 90s anymore. Yeah. Um. So, I, it's... An interesting thing, but that's like what's driving this is this global move of population, which is interesting coming from the same people who are claiming that Israel's a colonial power because they're saying they're not native to the region. Right. Which isn't even true, first of all, but whatever. Anyway, 
Um, but it's also interesting to me because like a lot of these people that are going around saying they're like definitely not anti-Semitic, but um, and then saying all kinds of stuff about Israel, I think they really reveal themselves a lot because they will in the same breath tell you that like the American citizens that are being held by Hamas as captives and human shields and bargaining chips are, you know, they're dual citizens or they're not like really Americans or they served in the IDF. So like they don't count as American citizens. But then at the same time, we'll tell you that um, Israel is a colony of the West and that Jewish people don't really belong there either. So tell me exactly where the Jewish people are supposed to live if they don't belong here and they don't belong there. That's a great point. That's a great point. This is in the Dagestan airport. They're throwing a cop car over there. and Right. They don't belong in Dagestan. They don't belong in Europe. They don't belong in America. And they don't belong in the Middle East. So where... You're not anti-Semitic, but where are the Jewish people allowed to live? Because I'm not totally clear on where you think they should be allowed to be. Right. And this has been... I mean, that's, that's an ongoing issue for the Jewish people and the whole reason why Israel exists is because it's not like, and I saw somebody tweet this, uh, you know, I stole this take from a tweet, but somebody was saying like, you know, a bunch of people seem to be under the impression that Jewish people are originally from Europe and everything was going fine until the whole Nazi thing, which is not true. I mean, there were ongoing problems with Jewish people being persecuted in Europe and kicked out of European countries. I mean, going all the way back. I'm not just talking about like the Spanish Inquisition or out of England in the Middle Ages or whatever. Like the Roman Empire kicked the Jewish people out of Rome in, I mean, in the time of early Christianity, partially because they perceived Christianity and the social problems it was causing in the empire to be sort of uh, an internal Jewish theological mm. argument. And so they kicked all the Jewish people out in the Edict of Claudius in in the first century. But so, you know, this is this has been a a long standing issue for Jewish people is that they have been perceived to be foreigners in other countries where they are because they don't fully assimilate because they have their own very ancient and venerable religious and cultural traditions that they adhere to that, you know, that are why we still have a Jewish people in the world. And, and so they've frequently been perceived to be foreigners. So that's something that right. when I talk to Jewish people about these things, they say always is like major red flag when they start hearing those words like dual citizen or, you know, that it means like people are saying you don't really belong here. And that that's a, type of thinking about Jewish people that has preceded bad stuff for Jewish people in a lot of their history. Right. And in the, obviously the whole reason for the state of Israel to be uh, to be you know brought to fruition was that they needed a place and their mm-hmm. ancestral home made sense and they needed a government and an army. Right. Which they have, because without an army and without being moored to a a state, they're just going to be genocided and holocausted again. Mm-hmm. That's and they were has- genocided and holocausted in that spot, too, mm. going back thousands of years as well, which is, you know, what the some a bunch of the older 
the later books of the New Testament are about, including like Maccabees and some of these. And, you know, they were conquered by other empires. Like when we talk about the lost tribes of Israel, we're talking about tribes that were scattered and destroyed over time. And, you know, by these other conquering empires that, you know, essentially genocided Jewish people out of that region. But clearly, I mean, like, we know, for example, that like half the Jewish people in Israel today are native to that region, are not, you know, people from the West moving to Israel, which also exists as well, right. by the way. But oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the reason why there is an Israel is because everywhere else Jewish people have been throughout their history people have decided that they don't really belong there and and, right. and tried to get rid of In them. In this thing so, we're seeing, searching airports for Jews, this is not good. No. This is bad. And the fact that the conventional wisdom or the conventional uh, position now has moved so far over to radical is not good either. And, well, and I want to talk about this because this is really interesting to me because we talked obviously about that poll that was showing that young people are extremely radical on Israel and like think Palestine is great or whatever and believe all this stuff about it being a Israel being a colonial power. And I didn't realize, but apparently a lot of that is coming from young people getting their news from TikTok. Mm. Like a lot of people consider, and this is not... This makes sense to me when you when you start to understand, like we get all our news from Twitter, a lot of sort of the boomer generation, many of them treat like Facebook as the Internet. Right. Where they like they go on Facebook and right. it's where they see news articles and that's yeah. where they see stuff. That's like their portal into the world of everything mm -hmm. that's on the Internet. And for us, right. like Twitter plays a lot of that role. But like for boomers, it's very much like the Facebook stuff. But for Gen Z, that's TikTok. They're going that's amazing. <laughs> I don't understand that personally because I hate watching videos, mm -hmm. especially videos that autoplay as I scroll. Like I don't want to see videos irritates me i much prefer written content but um but th that's amazing though because if you're treating what you're seeing on tiktok everything as just, valid then <laughs> then if you have no internal filter there's crazy? just insane people on tiktok that say all kinds of things and some of them are really really dumb but because they're tiktok has a super smart algorithm that's completely engagement driven it's you know, this stuff just runs wild. And because it's like snowballed now that TikTok is so pro-Palestine, that's the stuff that gets the engagement and gets the eyeballs on it that is now incentivized too. So these content creators keep doing more of it. It's terrible. And that's where Gen Z gets a ton of their news. So it's, I mean, I don't know. I feel like you and I both are sort of in between where, you know, the boomer generation is like very pro-israel on facebook mm -hmm. and then like gen z is super anti-israel on tiktok and like we're but, just but trapped the, in the, between the all is, these the, lunatics the, the, the problem is is that these people who want to make sure they buy shampoo that's not tested on rabbits right are okay with the annihilation of the jewish people right because Getting giving Israel to Palestine means killing all the Jews, right? Exactly. So, like, I don't understand how these people the the, the uh, yard sign is set is okay with this. 
Well, right, but they're. I mean, but it's. I mean, and it's also in the. It's also in the media, which I'll, like. So okay. listen to this. Put play this girl. I just sent her to you. This is like an example of the TikTok content that's out there, just to give you an idea of how dumb so much of this stuff is. I saw this reposted on Twitter by somebody who was sharing this in a positive way. They think this is like a smart video, which I think is absolute insanity. But. Listen to this. I'll be perfectly aware of something. When you see Biden start walking back his statements being like, oh, actually, Palestinians don't deserve to be slaughtered in mass in an open air prison. When you see that, know that the Democratic Party is absolutely scrambling over this. They have access to data and analytics on that you never even would think to like track and have data on. They have access to that and they have people with doctorates pouring over all that. And they are seeing that the old guard shock and awe tactics that like manufactured concern from Iraq aren't working on the demographics that they want it to work on. I don't know what she's talking about. Just keep going for a second. Okay, hold on. Because look, I lived through the invasion of Iraq and then the expanding to Afghanistan. I was young, but I do remember how it was. There were protests at that time, massive worldwide protests against the invasion of Iraq. People knew that shit was wrong from the jump. Okay, you can pause that. Did she live through the invasion of Iraq and then the subsequent um, expansion to Afghanistan, honey? Uh. (laughs) <laughs> she was alive and in brooklyn if that's what you mean um did we invade iraq and then expand into afghanistan <laughs> i missed that i was getting the swears i miss that. um but yeah i mean that's the kind of takes that are like going viral on tiktok is like oh yeah they lied to get us into iraq and afghanistan and now they're lying again, and we're gonna like go kill. But the problem is, and like, it's the people are either broken or now skewed in moving towards the uh, anti-Semitic uh, position on this stuff. The kill Israelis. So I was listening to. But the, they're just the, ignoramuses. They're not just all insane. of them. I was just listening to the the guy from the ADL was on a podcast. I forgot which one. The Jonathan Greenblatt, mm-hmm. um, who's a big Democrat, fine, but he's the ADL guy, and he said some. Strong stuff in support of not killing Israelis and right. Jews worldwide. But then he said, I mean, he said, how do, this, how do we get here essentially? You know, if you look at the uh, authoritarianism of the Trump administration, it's like, what is going on? What? Trump is right. not an authoritarian. He never used the military to do stuff, okay? Authoritarians right. use, it's like, so he's broken. And, and that's he's also to- like the most pro-Israel, pro-Jewish president that we've ever had. Yes, yes. And so um, that brings me to um, the the um, State of the Union with Jake Tapper. And what we, if you watch the the weekend shows, I listened to four of them. They have moved to when's Israel going to stop pounding Gaza? When are they going to stop pounding Gaza? When are they going to stop doing? That's what they've mm-hmm. moved to. So, for instance, here's in in the, that's what the questioning is now. Essentially, right is. Like, when are you going to stop? When are you going to stop doing this? Isn't uh, it enough now? Yes, yes. It, it, so, listen to this. It, 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 Tapper himself is, is gone. Uh, hello? What do you need, my friend? Can I just give you for a little bit? Sure, go ahead. Sure, try not to knock Tapper anything. himself has 
has just lost his mind. And it's like Greenblatt, these people are just losing it. But I'm going to start with um, Margaret Brennan from mm -hmm. Face of the Nation. Listen to the questions she asks. Now, Jake Sullivan is answering the questions. They never ask him about all we his... We have to talk about Jake yes. Sullivan in a minute right. also. So listen to this. Uh, listen to the Margaret Brennan, the questions he, she asks him. Does the U.S. know if the roughly five to six hundred Americans in Gaza have survived the past 23 days of bombing and have the hostages? Let me ask you about Israel and how it has explained its mission to the U.S. government. Saturday, uh, their military said it killed a Hamas leader who had overseen the drone strikes and the paragliders who carried out that horrific attack on October 7th. They'd already announced that they'd killed the commander of forces responsible for the massacre at Kibbutz Nareem and another key Hamas commander. Have they told you yet at which point they will declare this mission a success? Do you the, the mission? What mission? Declare right. this mission a success? They are at war. Is Israel not right. to have war the when they're at war? The government of the country next door sent in military troops to slaughter civilians in an act of terror. Right. I mean, like, they're, it's like a Pearl Harbor or a 9-11 or, you know, you, they're now in a war with this country because the country... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Created an actual cause for them to go to war with them. The government well, of the country. Yes. Hamas is the government in the Gaza Strip. They're the elected government. So, I mean, this isn't like you know, a few bad apples who happen to live in Gaza. This is the actual, it's, it's not even, it's such an insane take. It's like, you can't even respond to it. Well, yes, but it's not it. That's not even, it, that's not even, um, it, listen to these questions. In a success, do you expect at this point a full scale Israeli invasion and occupation of Gaza? Or is that off the table? Secretary Blinken said even a temporary pause in bombing would benefit Hamas. He said that on this program last week. Then a few days later, he went to the U.N. and said um, a humanitarian pause must be considered. Then the U.S. at the U.N. voted against a humanitarian truce. So what exactly is the Biden administration calling for here? Because everyone from the Pope to the World Health Organization to the U.N. is saying just stop the violence for a period of time at least. I understand this is another country's decisions here, but the U.S. gives more than $3 billion a year in aid to Israel. Some of those weapons being used in Gaza are purchased or help to be purchased with U.S. taxpayer funds. So whether it's intended or not, to some of the world, 
it looks like the U.S. is endorsing all of what Israel is doing here. Are you at all asking the military to be more uh, limited in its tactics or more strategic? Are you making, you going to make sure that we have an antiseptic war, please? I know. First of all, as far as you know, you're talking about those prisoners, et cetera, in there. As far as we know, they're being murdered and tortured and raped right now. Right. It's like, what are you doing? What? How dare they? How dare we even have this conversation? Like, then all the questions were in that direction. Gaza's really being pounded. We're going to have a Gaza. How about Gaza? Gaza. Okay, so they'll stop the pounding in Gaza. Is that going to encourage more attacks like we just saw or right. less? The, they, these, this, these terrorists need to be killed. They all need to right. be killed. And they're terrorizing their own people, too, by the way, because the whole reason why, you know, Israel, despite their best efforts, has killed civilians in Gaza, the whole reason why is because Hamas won't let them leave and insists they stay there as human shields and parks all their missiles and stuff mm-hmm. right in the middle of the most sensitive civilian areas like hospitals and stuff. It's an intentional well, tactic right. to... The, to hurt their own population to bully israel also absolutely it is of course it is and like so that and and these people on the stupid sunday shows play right into it yes it's like they're the people you know we i remember like when people would talk about in vietnam how all the stuff the like protests and everything and the um, Fonda stuff would all be used like to tell the American servicemen who were prisoners of war and stuff like see they don't really care about you and they absolutely they, they know they're in the wrong and you're in the wrong and all this stuff and they you know we're doing the same thing somehow making the same mistakes where it's like we're giving encouragement to the worst people on the earth and making them look like the good guys by playing into their narrative that they're intentionally creating on purpose. Yes. Don't even give it credence. No. They're they're using their own population as hostages to make Israel look bad. And our stupid media just turns around and goes, why is Israel doing this mean thing? Like, they don't hold anybody to the standards that they hold Israel to. It's so crazy. What's in your mouth? Chocolate. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. In precisely, what is it? What do they want to do? It, so, it's more bearable for them for Hamas to wantonly target civilians for torture and murder. That's better. Israel's supposed to just put up with because that. Israel's the oppressor because right. they have running water in Israel. It's like holy frig! It's unbelievable. But here's Jake Tapper also. Not only was hammering Jake Sullivan with all the questions, mm-hmm. but then. Does a weird pivot? He's lost his mind, or is trying to win a Peabody Award, an Emmy? I don't even know what he's trying to win, but it's weird. Is Israel making limited, targeted, specific, discreet attacks, or are they carpet bombing? Or is it indiscriminate? What's your take? What's your analysis? Well, as you said, Jake, and we've said. This- By the way, what is it? What are you talking about, dude? Israel just got attacked. They have to kill the enemy. The enemy's hiding behind civilians, like you just said. Don't make a thing out of it. You know, the Israelis are not targeting civilians, okay? They're not. They're targeting Hamas. If Hamas is hiding behind civilians, they'll do what they can. But sometimes this stuff happens when you've got a bunch of cowardly butchers hiding behind people. Did 
the media do this stuff during like World War Two? No. Did they go like? No. Although there was. What about was, all the German civilians in Dresden? There was. Uh, there was conversations about the, the Dresden about Dresden. about the daylight daytime bombings from the B seventeens causing all sorts of stuff, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I don't I don't recall if there was with the Doolittle raids, but but there was some there was some concern I think, um, just because the news accounts you know obviously. I mean the nuclear bombs probably but there was, was not some there, nobody was saying when are you going to stop the war right <laughs> you know can you call a ceasefire now. No, we poured more people in, obviously. This ourselves from the White House podium, we do believe that thousands of Palestinian civilians have been killed in this bombardment. And every single one of those deaths is a tragedy. Every human life is sacred, whether it's Palestinian, Israeli, American, or any life. And we stand firmly for the proposition that all measures should be taken uh, that are reasonable and responsible to protect the lives of civilians. As I so said, he's giving obviously a plastic right. answer. He has to. He can't really say anything at all. But right. this, the administration has obviously they're sensitive to this, but they're giving the nod. Okay, fine. Although they're sensitive to this, it, but then Tapper takes the ball and goes to a bizarre area. Said before, Hamas is going out of its way to make this more difficult. They are hiding among, integrating among those civilians and turning those civilians into human shields. But that does not lessen Israel's responsibility in this regard. And we have had conversations privately, as well as our public pronouncements, uh, private conversations with Israel about the need to protect innocent civilians and to be targeted in their military operations so that it's focused on the terrorists and not on innocent people whose lives deserve to be protected. Yeah. Look, I'm not pretending I have the answers. I get it. Israel, look, I mean, we can go back however many years people want, whether they want to start in the Hashemite Kingdom or the Ottoman Empire or 1948 or 1968 or 1973 or 2000 or 2008. Whenever they want to start the conversation, we can start. Weird, like humble brag (laughs) by Jake Tapper, who, who like Googled, you know, conflicts. It's... I don't know what that's about, but his mind is, and I don't know if this is emblematic of a bunch of people in media, because his mind, you look at the the op-ed writers, the progressives from the New York Times, like, what are you talking about? This should be visceral and logical at the same time. Right. This weird default to, we need a ceasefire. They were talking about a ceasefire two days into it. It's so bizarre. But So listen to this. Then Tapper spends the last three minutes, and this tells you all you need to know. Listen to this. If this is not a psychological exercise, Alice, to change the um, culpability, to change the focus of this thing, this was Mm -hmm. just bizarre. The degree to which some folks only pretend to care about anti-Semitism when they can weaponize it never ceases to amaze. Allow me to tell you about a brand new House Republican resolution to censure Democratic Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib of Michigan, the first Palestinian American woman in Congress. Now, accusations of anti-Israel and anti-Semitic statements from Tlaib are not exactly new, and I'm just talking about from her fellow House Democrats. Attention on Tlaib refocused after the explosion at the Baptist Hospital In Gaza, a week and a half ago, the Hamas-run Palestinian Ministry of Health immediately blamed Israel for what they called a strike. 
while Israeli and eventually U.S. intelligence ultimately suggested it was more likely from a misfired Palestinian rocket. Despite all the new evidence, Tlaib waited more than a week to add a clarification to her tweet that others have raised doubts about the claim. She did leave her original tweet up. She got a lot of criticism from fellow Democrats. And you might be sitting there thinking, OK, I can see why. No. So now, OK, so it's on Tlaib, right? Watch him push the ball, the burden off of Tlaib into somewhere else. And this mm-hmm. is weird. The, the, and I'm worried that this means that he is trying to reconcile what's happening in a different way. Right. That might bother even outrage people. But this our- is the this is the last few minutes of his show. This is the she's getting right. Please. Did you see that? Yep. Yeah. This is the last few minutes of the show. This is the editorial por- portion. We're talking about the war now in Gaza, in Israel, etc. But then we're not. House Republicans really in a position to censure Tlaib? I mean, the leading Republican presidential nominee, Donald Trump, I mean, he dined with Holocaust deniers. Donald- Why are we talking about him? And is he president right now? I know. What is he in charge they of? They can't censure him. Okay. Donald Trump posted a screed accusing liberal Jews of, quote, voting to destroy America and Israel last Rosh Hashanah to nary a peep from any House Republican leaders. Why is he doing this? Right. This is weird. And I don't know if it's to try to take the anti-Semitism thing away from his side or away. I mean, he should be talking about Hamas right now. If he's all in on the cause, he's in Israel. He's standing up there in Israel, in Tel Aviv. I mean, let's just take as an example, oh, I don't know, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia. Oh, I don't know. He thinks he's on to something. He's flourishing mm-hmm. now, you know, just in case you haven't noticed. So, I don't know, top of my head. Like taking a John Oliver what? tact in his no. approach. It's like, what, what, is, what is this? Are you using smug sarcasm in your stand-up editorial about... That's about the Hamas massacre of Jew. What's going on here? Why are we getting like, uh, uh, you know, Shecky Tapper doing this uh, song and dance routine? I mean, Green spoke at the white supremacist conference run by Holocaust denier, racist, anti Semite <laughs> Nick Fuentes. Right. And Nick Fuentes did what exactly here? Well, yeah, but, right. And she's an idiot, and he's a dirtbag, and neither of them are Hamas. Right. Neither of them, pr- he preys upon Hamas well, or, or Fuentes, condemned Israel. Fuentes no, no, no. I'm, 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 but, but even if he did, who cares? He's a yeah, freaking he's a loser. Twitter loser. He's a yeah. loser. Who participated in that hateful 2017 Charlottesville rally. Now, Green later said she didn't know. Fuentes- no, no, no. A massacre is hateful. hateful. Mm-hmm. A Charlottesville rally with racists are morons. Okay. Yeah. It's two different things altogether. The hateful. You can't say hateful doing a stand-up standing in Tel Aviv. You can't use that term anymore. Right. About groipers or boneheads with Home Depot torches. It's so freaking gross, but the conflation is there. Fuentes' views, although they were... By the way, why are you mentioning Nick Fuentes? Or empty? Why are you giving this guy publicity? He's well known. This is the same Marjorie Taylor Greene who has pushed the great replacement theory in videos, the deranged notion that rich Jews are trying to replace white Americans and Westerners with 
blacks and brown Muslims. What is what is going on here? <laughs> You're in Tel Aviv. There's a war on. You insecure, frigging self-absorbed hack. Not to mention, of course, her Jewish space laser conspiracy that a consortium, including yes, wealthy Jews, were using lasers on satellites. So is to... wait, wait, is is the space laser set? The problem that Jews yeah, are having done in twenty twenty three, people recently, or are they freaking morons that they, nobody cares about? There are there is a massacre afoot. They're tr- searching for Jews in airports in big cities. Right, Jake. Start forest fires. Here in Israel, Green has gotten some attention for belittling the Holocaust by tweeting, "Quote: Joe Biden is Hitler." with the hashtag Nazi Joe has got to go and for saying that then Speaker Nancy Pelosi's house floor mask mandate was an abuse just like how Jews were quote put in trains and taken to gas chambers is that where people in Israel is that where their heads are right now yeah they're yeah, the all talking bad, about how this... Marjorie Taylor Greene yes. used a hashtag with Hitler in it in Nazi Germany under fire, Green visited the Holocaust Museum and apologized. So this is now minute three. Has Hamas visited the Holocaust Museum and apologized yet? <laughs> they, they don't have to. They didn't say space laser stuff. So they don't have to. Let me tell you something. You're never going to believe who the Republican offering this motion to censure Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib is. This is Shecky uh, Tapper once again has set us up. Oh, I wonder who it is. I want you to take a guess. Go we ahead. already know, Jake. Take a guess. We all already know. <laughs> That's right. It's Marjorie Taylor Greene. And it gets worse because when you read Greene's resolution, you realize it is, A, written by someone who seems to have learned about the Arab-Israeli conflict maybe 10 minutes before, who maybe didn't even have access to Wikipedia. I'm standing here in the massacre site where a backbencher, insane congresswoman wrote a bad resolution is the main story. She probably can't. Name the Hashemite kingdom like I can. No, right, right. Yeah. And B, while there are plenty of valid criticisms of Congresswoman Tlaib, this resolution twists a bunch of things that she said beyond recognition. Watch. what I can imagine him in a pre-production meeting with like 11, like 26-year-olds saying, I'm going to wreck MTG. Yeah, that resolution, watch this. I'm going to torture her. It's going to go viral. And C... The resolution seems much more focused what on ta- January. What are we talking about? A resolution? Resolution is a symbolic bunch right. of nothing that doesn't do anything. That's aimed in this case at somebody who was propagating false narratives that resulted in more violence around the world and is going to result in more persecution of more Jewish people. Right. January 6th than it does on October 7th. Throughout its pages, Marjorie Taylor Greene describes. This act. Wow, is, of, where, is, is there no senior management around to say, what is this freaking Yeah, moron? can we focus on the news that's yeah. actually happening Why in the world, Why did we fly him to Israel? Why did we do this? Civil disobedience from a bunch of left-wing Jewish groups that are critical of Israel's government. This act as an insurrection. This is not an insurrection. There's only one it insurrection. It might be a bunch of folks with whom you disagree. It might be a bunch of people you think are misguided acting in a way you don't like. But this is not an insurrection. Wait, so, so Marjorie Taylor Greene was wrong about one of the bombastic things that she's written? She's got a wrong take on something? Yeah. 
Anti-Semitism. Here we go. Big finish. It's not a cudgel to be used against people for political points. No, unless, no, of course, Democrats need to use it. What? Unless Democrats, of course, need to use it. This is the Jake's big moral high ground here. Anti-Semitism is not a cudgel to be used against people for political points. No, nor is Islamophobia. Until we need it to be all the time, obviously. Until Donald Trump's yard signs look like a sheriff's badge, which can be look like a Star of David, which is implied threat dog whistle. Then it's a cudgel. Right. Then it's a cudgel. Or racism, or anti-gay behavior, or misogyny, or, or any other kind of bigotry. Just no. over three weeks ago. You can't mention George Soros because that's anti-Semitism. Right. Now listen to bring you points. No, nor is Islamophobia or racism. No. Or, Nobody in CNN used racism as a cudgel to no, attack never. opponents. No. Or anti-gay behavior or misogyny or, or any other kind of bigotry. Just over three weeks ago, 1,400 people, mostly Jews mostly civilians, were slaughtered here. Yeah, and Rashida Tlaib was for it. That's the problem that we're talking about. Right. So, by the way, you're telling us what happened now. You've been talking about the bleach-blonde psycho congresswoman now for four minutes. Who's also totally moderated and become completely establishment now at this point and is like a non-thing. Right. In some of the cruelest and most unimaginable ways in the deadliest day for Jews since the Holocaust. This is not a game. Oh, he's really mad now. Thank you for spending your Sunday morning with us. Wow. This bleep is not a game, which tells you, by the way, that that was canned so they could bleep it out. Yeah, of course. Because it's CNN. They don't have to bleep anything out. Yeah, no, he prepared that. Yes. And he... They specifically wrote it that way with that in it so that he could seem like he was really mad and they could bleep it out. I have more to say on this that we're going to do in the Patreon show um, because I want to talk about an article that Jake Tapper, I mean, not Jake Tapper, sorry, Jake Sullivan wrote for Foreign Affairs magazine that um, that in the lead up to the October 7th attack on what's wrong? Uh, The baby is making noises. Okay, I'll be right there. Noises is okay. And when he actually starts crying, I'll grab him. I think that's what's happening. Oh, I have a feeling maybe you bugged him, and that's why he's making noises. Because you wanted us to stop doing the podcast. Because you keep asking when we're done, and then all of a sudden the baby was making noises. So, I think... Um, Anyway, just leave him alone. I'm listening. I can hear him, too. So, when Jake Tapper says, this bleep is not a game, this bleep is a game. For many... Okay. It, and I don't know. And he happening. did not ask Jake Sullivan, and nobody talked to Jake Sullivan as far as I could tell no. about this article no. that we are going to talk about on the Patreon yeah. side. So, because Jake Sullivan wrote a very long essay about how successful the Biden administration has been in the Middle East and how peaceful they've made it for Foreign Affairs magazine that um, they edited it for the digital version that amazing. came out. This is amazing. But unfortunately for the Biden administration, I'm sure they tried to do something about this, but it had already gone to print. Um, yes. When the October it was taking a victory lap. It's happened. beautiful. Um, so we will talk about that. We will read some quotes from it. Um, we will also talk about the new Speaker of the House. I want to get to that. Um, and which I know that you're all feeling much more at ease now that Congress has a Speaker again. Um, and um, 
there was at least one more thing I wanted to get to, but I forget. We'll get to. Well, we got the, the shooting side. in Maine. Yes, the shooting in Maine. All, all this stuff. So much going on. Um, if you are on the Patreon show, stay right there. Um, and if not, you can sign up for the Patreon at patreon.com slash burn barrel. Um, but yeah, we have to do the Chelsea Fire Wicked hotline as well, right? Hey guys, Paul in the car. Hey Paul. Um, I, I actually don't believe I have a point uh, <laughs> on here in this message. Uh, this is five days ago, so who knows where we are. <laughs> I, I am just completely astonished at the last few episodes, just the content that you guys are sharing in, in the sense that it's, it's just unbelievable. I mean, Tom, you keep saying it's remarkable. I agree. I I just cannot believe in him without words, really, what's going on in, yeah. in this country. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, between KGP up there talking mm-hmm. about Islamophobia and sprinkling in, you know, the word Jews once just to, oh, that that's right. That's what they were asking. I mean, it, we are a complete laughingstock as a country, and I completely blame uh, two groups of people, and, and they are almost one and the same. Those that voted for Joe Biden and those that are under the age of, you know, 28. Uh, might as well say 30 for a round number, mm-hmm. but they are single-handedly ruining this country, and I think we're at a point of near nearly no return. I'm just not sure we will recover in our lifetime, unfortunately, and I, I fear for my children um, because I... I didn't grow up in a country like that, and it's amazing how quickly we've just completely flushed it down the toilet. And you know, now I have to talk to my kids about gender identity, and you know that the no, you know that your school teachers are brainwashing you, and and that you know our government hates you, and yeah. most of the people you pass by on the street hate this country, and it just. What a time, as you guys keep saying. So I hate to really have no point other than just a, a grouse session. But I hear you, man. Um, I, I it's just still without really anything, you know, strong to say or not even the right word. But I'm, you can tell. Just I decide <laughs> myself that this is where things are at. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, it's every single day. I'm like trying to wonder, like, is this really? Is this not what happens at airports all over the place? Yeah, this is, this is what where we, we are. Yeah, all these really good people really feel this way. It's like, yeah. I, I just wonder: is this like, is this the big nightmare unfolding? Yeah. How far does this go here? And uh, I don't know. I never thought. Uh, I never. I never thought that the the. I mean, this is who we are. This is what twenty-two-year-olds do. Like I've said before, they're all like all these college co-eds ripping down posters remind me of Manson's girls. Mm-hmm. They're enraptured in something, and and they look like co-eds, but there's something dark happening here, and it's freaking crazy, crazy. Hey guys, I'm just catching up with some episodes, hey. and in the beginning of Monday's episode, I'm still trying to understand, because it was the longest and confusing thing of all time. Tom, did you win a taco award? Did yeah. you eat tacos with Taylor Swift, listening to Britney Spears music? Was Alice involved, not involved? I, I have My head was spinning after five minutes. Can you, in layman's terms, help us understand what happened? Yeah. 
yeah, that's a good point because I don't think I adequately did describe that. Yes, I won a taco award, the Taco Gigante Challenge. I did at Margaritas. There's still one more day to do it, or two more days. Do it through October. You can take the Taco Gigante Challenge. Me and my neighbor did it. It's a one-foot wide, two-pound taco, and if you can eat it, and there's no real time limit, but um, then you win free tacos for a year. So I did it. I took, I'm now a Taco Gigante champion. I think I have the sticker here somewhere right here. I see that. Oh, uh, I think, is it there? No, it's the wrong computer. Um, and yes, so that's what happened. We, we both won the awards. I'll have more on that. Uh, there was a, we had some uh, other people try it too. And uh, so, but yeah, so that's what that is. It was a, do it, Steve. You got a margaritas near you. Taco Gigante Challenge. Do it. And, hey, oh, yeah. Do it where... Yeah, they owe us uh, t-shirts, too. I gotta get those t-shirts. Uh, oh, here we go. This is his debut. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Peter Rabbit, guys. His debut. He's, they can't see him yet. Okay. And here's to you, Peter Robinson. Hey. All the luck is with you from today. Hey, 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 congratulations, you two. Thank you so much. Another little baby shattuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the burn barrel just keeps it growing. <laughs> Absolutely, Dr. Cheswick. We uh, certainly, these are exciting and adventurous days. I'm glad everybody's with us for the ride. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. And um, once again, for all your well wishes and everything, we appreciate it so much. The rabbit appreciates it. Um and uh, like I said, if you are on the Patreon stream, just stay there and um, we'll pop over to the to do a little bit of Patreon show because there's more stuff we definitely want to talk about. And um, we'll see you there. And of course, you can always listen to the show for free at burnbarrelpodcast.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.